Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. We were supposed to have Yankees-Red Sox that game postponed. Yankees got some COVID issues. So now we welcome from Moose and Maggie on WFAN. Moose, Mark Malusis is going to join us here on BetMGM tonight. Moose, what's going on, man? How you doing tonight? And what are you, what are you watching? What's going? Uh, I'm not. You know what? My three sons right now are basically it. I'm watching my uh, my kids. I got an eight, a six, and a four year old. My uh, uh, my mother in law came over and uh, is with the kids having dinner, and uh, my my wife is out with one of her friends tonight for a little dinner. So yeah, no sports. I was ready to watch a little Yankees Red Sox tonight. Unfortunately, what happened with the Yankees and the three positives and the three other players that are getting tested and they've all been vaccinated according to Brian Cashman, but you know, Ryan Quinn, it's just a disappointment because I think Yankee fans were looking forward to kind of getting this second half going, especially the way that they closed out the uh, first half going five and two last seven games, despite that disastrous loss Sunday against the Strohs. Yeah, man. And uh, it's been a disappointing season for the Yanks and I have a world series future ticket of the Yanks and uh, that's not going well, but you know, now the concern is, you know, you heard Raphael Devers talking earlier and he said he was asked not to do any interviews pregame because of the Yankees. They went to the all-star game. There were some positive tests, so he's going to undergo testing. What do you think ends up happening here, man? Do you think this ends up being a problem for major league baseball or, I mean, obviously we all got our fingers crossed, but what do you think happens? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it is. I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of contact tracing. I mean, re- reportedly one of the players is Aaron Judge. Yeah. You know, he was out in Colorado. Um, you know, he's vaccinated. Um, I believe they were all, you know, the majority of the players have gotten a, the Johnson & Johnson vaccination. So, um, yeah, it's a problem for Major League Baseball. I think the Boston Red Sox are very, very concerned. Uh, you know, reports coming out of their clubhouse, and, and rightfully so for – you know, everything that, that our country has gone through here and what Major League Baseball, for the Yankees, this is the second kind of flare-up uh, that they've had this year. Glaber Torres, who was also vaccinated, came down with COVID-19 during the course of the first half. Their third base coach, Phil Nevin, you know, he was, um, you know, he suffered some, you know, he was away from the team for quite some time before he eventually returned. So, yeah, I, I think for Major League Baseball, I think, you know, they're hoping for the best is that, you know, they do some contact tracing, you know, judge who was he around, figure out exactly, you know, who he came into close contact with, do uh, testing on those players, those individuals, and also those media members too. So, yeah. you know, it can flower really quickly here, unfortunately. Um, also, speaking of unfortunately, switching gears a little bit, Team USA basketball, same thing going on right now. Bradley Bill tests positive for COVID. Also, Jerry, Jeremy Grant. I'm thinking about Jerry and Grant who played for the Wizards. I know too much Wizards basketball. Nobody knows who Jerry and Grant is. <laughs> I love Jerry. <laughs> um, the, the little brother, the point guard that nobody talks about. Um, that's, that Team USA, after that first win, they now look to possibly be moving on without two of their main uh, keys of their team uh, overseas in Tokyo. How do you think they can overcome that loss? Because they already have struggled out the gate, lost two back-to-back to uh, – what was it? They lost to Nigeria, then they went ahead and lost Australia, to Australia. Australia. And now, you know, they they rebounded the other night. But how do you think that impacts them going forward in terms of uh, their competing in Tokyo? Yeah, I mean, listen, I think anytime you lose two quality players and, and you're USA basketball, and, you know, clearly it's not, you know, they're not the dream team. They're not the caliber when, you know, you had 
you know, LeBron and, and Kobe representing the United States. So, you know, they take not not to the fact that they shouldn't win the gold medal, they should. I mean, the United States men's team is still the clear-cut favorite, even though they lost those two exhibition games. But now when you have, you know, Bradley Beal being out and Grant, as you mentioned, Quinn, I, I think you look at this scenario and I think it brings everybody back in the fold. I still think they're the favorite to win it, yeah. um, you know, even despite the early struggles here. You know, it's been, a, you know, you got to look at these NBA players. It's been really kind of a, you know, a long, really long eight, ten months here. Um, you know, the the bubble last year down in Orlando, then going in then a quick restart to the NBA season, a condensed seventy-two game season right into the playoffs, and now getting ready for for you know the Olympics here. And I know they've got Kevin Durant. You know, and Durant, you know, played really, really well in the playoffs for you know the Brooklyn Nets. Unfortunately, he just could not you know carry that entire team on their back, and eventually they lost to the Milwaukee Bucks. But I think for the United States, I, I don't think the expectations change, even with the you know even with a couple of positives here of COVID nineteen. The problem you have is when you look at the Olympics and everything that Tokyo is going through. Um, you know, no fans in attendance, and you're seeing an uptick and a rise in, in positive COVID nineteen cases. And you know, the athletes are going to have to be very very careful in order to compete in their events. Moose, what are you doing uh, with the Open this weekend? Do you play any outrights? I'm looking right now to jump back in. And Spieth's obviously the overwhelming favorite right now at BetMGM. He's plus 450. Looking for some value. You know, Brooks is 22 to 1. Um, I got a kick out of watching Bryson have a meltdown today. Anybody you like this weekend that has some good value still or any matchups or anything you're targeting? Yeah, you know, before the tournament, I played Spieth. Um, so I, I did do that. I know his odds obviously have dramatically dropped, and now he's like plus 450 to win it after the good opening round. I didn't play Louis Oosthuizen. Yeah. You know, I do have a, a you know a kind of a long shot ticket on on Ricky Fowler, who closed out his first round at minus one. He played better in his four of his last five tournaments, and it played pretty well Memorial. Um, go back to the PGA as well. I know the 32 year old. He's not nearly the player that he once was, but I thought maybe. A guy that had finished, I think, third when the tournament was at Royal St. George's in 2011. Um, I thought Ricky Fowler was worth a, a good play there. So, um, so I played Fowler. I played. I played Jordan Spieth. Um, I dabbled a little bit. Um, was the other player I played? I did play um, a little bit of uh, Bryson DeChambeau. So yeah. those were the three plays that I had going into the opening round. Um, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm kind of gonna stand pat here, even after what we saw. Earlier today, I love the open. You know, I, I mean, the fact that you've got golf at one thirty in the morning Eastern time, yeah, and it goes throughout the course of the day. It's absolutely fantastic. You got wall to wall golf all day long. It's great. I love it, and I'm glad that you brought up Ricky, man, because I'm from Chicago and I grew up a huge Cub fan. And so, in 2016, I told my wife, I said I could finally die a happy man after watching the Cubs win the World Series. But then I took that back and I said I can't die a happy man until I see Ricky Fowler win a major. So I feel like eventually he's going to do this for us, right? Yeah, I would love to see it. You know, I really would. I'm a huge fan of his. You know, he's got the style. You know, he's not the biggest of guys. You see all these guys like DeChambeau and, you know, they're all like 6'3", 6'4", Dustin Johnson, kind of mammoth human beings. You look at Fowler, he's 5'9", and could still hit the ball a country mile. So, you know, he's got a really good game. Unfortunately, you know, like everything else, you know, with golf, injuries kind of affect you, and it's affected him to really the negative where – you know, he's had a hard time rebounding. Another golfer that I really like is Jason Day, and yeah. he's been battling injuries for the last two, three years. So, you know, Day is probably healthier now than he has been in the last 18 to 24 months. And, you know, I know Fowler, you know, was reading up on him going into the U.S. Open. He said, I'm close, I'm close, I'm close. So I thought it was worth a flyer. You know, I played him in the Rocket Mortgage. I think he was 55-1 to 1 in that one. Um, you know, didn't, didn't really do all that much, didn't make the cut, but he finished well off the pace. I, I thought he had a shot. 
um, this weekend. I know it's a long shot. I'm not expecting him to win it, but I do like the fact that he finished uh, the opening round at one under. Moose, I'm currently, you know, because we have a such a shortage in basketball and actually sports that we really care about tonight. I'm currently watching the rerun of Phoenix Milwaukee last night and, and Canada Haiti. What a game! Man. What a game to watch a rerun. I mean, finally the NBA playoffs delivered with a classic game. It was beautiful. I tweeted Pat Connington hate in the middle of the game, and all of a sudden he made me look like a fool, knocking down threes like everyone thought he would. Apparently, only the guys in Milwaukee. But uh, with that being the case, my original pick for this series was. Uh, Phoenix in six games. It's still alive. They're going back home. Do you think that uh, Phoenix has what it takes to to really just win two more games? Or is, is this thing really starting to lean in Milwaukee's direction after their home dominance? Yeah, yeah I, I, feel, I still think the series is a flip of the coin. Um, I liked Milwaukee before the series started. I played the Bucks plus 160, yeah. um, you know, to win the series. I played... Giannis uh, to be the MVP of the series because I thought there was a correlation that if Milwaukee wins it, um, that that Giannis would be the MVP um, and he would have to play at that kind of level, and he has. I mean, the last three games, he's been utterly ridiculous. The back-to-back 40-point games. You know, I listen, the, the series is really kind of, no one's broken through on the road. So, you know, Milwaukee looks like a drastically different team at home as compared to on the road in Phoenix. Phoenix looks a lot more comfortable, and as the Hubie Brown story goes, you know, you look at bench players, role players, and the uptick in bench production at home as compared to on the road, you know, you look at 15 to 20 points in, in any given night. And I don't think the series is over for Phoenix. Here's the concern I have for the Suns. Booker was fantastic in game four. What the hell has happened to Chris Paul? Yeah. I mean, since he's dropped, you know, the 41 points game six against the Los Angeles Clippers, I mean, it has been a precipitous drop um, in points per game. His three-point shooting percentage has been awful. You know, you know, since, you know, really his game one performance where he was good against Milwaukee, but the last three games he's been downright terrible. They need Chris Paul to find it because, I, you know, you like Booker's great. You know, Aiton could do what he can do, um, but Jay Crowder knocking threes from the outside. But if you're going to get a very, very average Chris Paul, you know, Quinn, I think your son's bet is in trouble. He's got to step it up, and, you know, he's, he's two victories away from finally winning an NBA title. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I could see this series going anyway. I'm glad we've got a series. I'm glad we had the honest block last night with 75 seconds to go in regulation because now we got all's got something to watch on Saturday night that's going to be real intriguing because if the Phoenix Suns win that game last night, then it's pretty much all she wrote. Milwaukee's not winning three straight against the Suns. Moose, uh, sticking with hoops, uh, what do the Knicks got to do this offseason? You want Colin Sexton, and what would you be willing to give up for Colin Sexton? Oh. Yeah, why? Wait, hold on a second. Why the groan for Colin well, Sexton? Well, here's why the, the Moose, He's a good Moose. Here's the thing. I love Colin Sexton. Okay, I've been on the Young Bull ever since he was b- before high school. I've been a huge fan. My thing is Colin Sexton is not like a superstar talent right now. Like it feels like it feels like a lot. These trade packages that I'm seeing for Colin Sexton are a little egregious. I love him, but he is not nearly as much as these packages insinuate. Yeah, I get it. But if you look at him, you know, average 24 points per game, right? A tad over. Um, I think his true field goal percentage last year with the Cavaliers was right around 57%. And here's the thing, Quinn, the the Knicks are desperate. Their guard play, I mean, was downright terrible. It really was. I mean, Emmanuel quickly is more of a, you know, more of a kind of a shooter coming off the bench. You know, he's a good young guard and he's he's an absolute gym rat. And he fell in love with Tom Thibodeau and Thibodeau fell in love with him. You know, they were playing Derrick Rose like 37, 38 minutes a game in the playoffs. Like, 
you know, Rose is great coming off the bench. Rose playing those kind of minutes at this stage of his career is not going to work. And they just need guys that can generate their own shot. I think that's the, the, the Knicks had an unbelievable season. I grew up a Knicks fan. And it was great to see them back to being somewhat relevant instead of being kind of a laughing stock and being a punchline and the next Disney movie, which we've seen it time and time again. <laughs> you know, I'm, so I'm looking, the Knicks, Colin Sexton is not, you know, a superstar, but he's a massive upgrade to what the Knicks have right now. Now, if you're telling me that, you know, the package that has been floated out there is a first-round pick, Kevin Knox, who was a waste of a pick uh, coming out of Kentucky, has done nothing with the Knicks, and then you look at Obi Toppin, right? And, and Toppin had a disappointing rookie year, played a little bit better in the playoffs, but the problem with Obi Toppin is he's limited offensively, and we've got in the Knicks, we uh, the Knicks have got Julius Randle, so Toppin really doesn't fit in, and he'd be much better offensively with a guy as you saw at Dayton, with a point guard where you can move the basketball and he can finish at the rim. So, yeah. if that's what it costs to get Colin Sexton, you plug him in, and everyone tells you that he's a gym rat and he's a guy that's uh, that would buy into what Tom Thibodeau's selling here and, and buy into defense, and he can add an offensive player that can alleviate some of the stress off Julius Randle, generate his own shot, hit some outside shots. You know, he's not the finishing piece, but I will tell you, Gwen Ryan, he is a step in the right direction for the Knicks. Plus, Moose, I mean, you got to figure, all that matters is 2024 because Zion is going to be a Nick. He's going to be a Nick. So all you got to do is just stack players and assets until that day comes, right? Well, that's it. I mean, you guys heard him during the regular season. I mean, basically, if I were a New Orleans fan, I'd be ticked off because he was like, this is my favorite place to play. He was like beaming. It was like a kid on Christmas morning when Zion came to Madison Square Garden exactly. and took on the Knicks. So, yeah, I mean, the the reports are that he was disappointed that the Knicks didn't win that lottery. But, you know, that's a ways off. You know, it really is. And, you know, unfortunately, Knicks fans have been sold a bill of goods. They were sold a bill of goods. You know, two and a half. You know, two and a half years ago, when when everybody and their mother, you guys, I don't. I heard it from so many people that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are yep. coming to the Knicks. Kevin yeah. Durant yeah. and Kyrie Irving are coming to the Knicks. Kevin Durant, and then all of a sudden they end up in Brooklyn. So, you know, Knicks fans have been disappointed before. You know, I, I think I think they're on the right path right now, and I think they got the right coach, and I think they got the right leader in Julius Randle. Now they just have to add a lot more talent around them. Moose, thanks a lot for joining us, man. Have a good show tomorrow, okay? Thank you, Moose. Hey, guys. You got it. Quinn Ryan, thanks for having me. I had a blast. Thanks a lot. That's Mark Melusis. You can find him on Twitter, at Mark Melusis. Moose, co-host of Moose and Maggie, over on our sister station, WFAN. We're all sister stations here on the Odyssey Network. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., and you could listen to him because he's not competing against us. We're on 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. You know who's on 6 to 9 a.m.? No, in the morning, me. please tell the me. daily tip. You know, is that, who's on after that is that Chelsea Ten, messenger and Michael Jenkins bet your bottom dollar. Okay. You know, who's on from nine to noon, the Joes, the Joes bet QL daily. Oh, and wow. then you better, you bet. They come on from three to 7 PM. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley. But then the main event is from 7 PM to 11 PM.